Welcome back to the Moms Do Business Different podcast. I'm your host, Kay Hillman, believer, wife, mama, and creator of the Shmoney Mama Gang. Myself and my team support mamas who are service providers and coaches in creating strategies that make buyers say, take my shmoney, and create companies that bring in high cash months doing the bare minimum. Join me for conversations on money, business growth, sales, productivity, and the mindset of being a mom who does business different. Mama, are you ready for the vibe? Listen up and let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Saturday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Oh, man, I almost like stumbled through that. Anyway, let's hit it with a strategy Saturday. So today's question is, how do you set goals for your business? I feel like I either run out of momentum or just consistently don't hit my goals. I am only giggling because I literally just (laughs) recorded an episode about ditching timelines and like ditching goals. So I feel like this is low-key redundant, but not really. Okay. So, um, but I'm going to answer this question. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. The question is not low-key redundant. What I'm going to say is low-key redundant, but I want you to know that I stand on what I'm saying. Okay. So I'm, I'm standing on business here, <laughs> but no, seriously. First, and, and I, again, I'm going to kind of break this question down, but the first thing I want to say is that you you mentioned like how do you set goals for your business and that you either run out of momentum or you just consistently don't hit your goals. And the first thing that I want to say is that I actually don't believe you have to hit all your goals. And I actually like got this philosophy or this idea from that. It's a book, The 12 Week Year, where it talks about, you know, if you hit 80 percent of your goals, then like that's enough. And so what I will say is that I don't believe that you have to hit all your goals, maybe in the way that you think you should hit them. Right. So Sometimes we set goals and we like, you know, we have a timeline for when we want to hit it or, you know, like the goal might be like a really big goal. And, and, And again, going back to like the timeline thing, like sometimes we set a timeline and the timeline is actually not realistic for you to hit that goal. So I'm of the thought process that you don't actually have to hit all your goals because there is something really beautiful about being in progress. And I feel like I got this philosophy or like I kind of pulled this from the 12 week year. Um, I, it is a book that I've read several times and I've done several rounds of the 12 week year and I've had hit or, or miss success with it. But overall, what I have learned from the 12-week year is that it's okay to be in progress of a goal. And sometimes like the progress and the process is more important than actually hitting the goal. And I know that sounds kind of crazy because obviously we want to hit our goals, especially in our businesses when we're running companies, we want to hit our goals. But I do find that sometimes the, the process of the goal is a little bit more important than actually hitting or achieving the goal because sometimes we actually realize that maybe the goal wasn't something that we actually wanted but you don't know that until you're actually in progress um, of the goal and then if it's something that you don't want anymore there's probably lessons that you learn from that 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 you can then apply to another goal that you actually do hit so I will say that there that sometimes it's not about hitting the goal but it's about maybe what you learn on your journey of the goal so i want to encourage you in that because i feel like sometimes we feel like oh we didn't hit this goal um i've talked i've said you know several times like certain goals didn't go the way i thought or whatever but there's always a lesson you can take from there and i you know i hate to be the person that's like always silver lining things but you know the silver lining is that you can learn something from this goal and just realize that maybe you set this goal based off of somebody else and not really like what you truly desired or whatever so that's like I, the first thing i want to say is that you might not or sorry you might not the first thing i want to say is that you don't have to hit all of your goals right it's okay to just be in progress and 
eventually it may come to completion or you may decide to pivot completely and that's okay too, right? So this of course depends on the type of goal, like what the goal is, but I do feel like a lot of goals are more about like the journey and the person that you become on that journey, not necessarily the end result. So that's like the first piece. But that being said, I also believe that people set themselves up for failure when it comes to goal setting, especially in your business. Like in growing a company, I just see that a lot of times people set themselves up from the beginning when they set the goal. So what I mean by this and like how I see people set themselves up for failure with their goals is that a lot of times we set goals that actually don't make sense or like they are not achievable. So um, what I mean by this is like a lot of times we set goals in business and like everybody like runs straight to that whole smart goal situation. And I actually think that smart goals should be thrown out. Like I think that in a lot of instances in business, smart goals actually aren't helpful or the most impactful way to set a goal in your company. Instead, I believe that we should set realistic goals that are rooted in where we truly are and what our desires are currently, right? Especially as moms. Because one thing that happens a lot is that as moms, we set these goals and and just as humans, period, right? We set goals or we like, we create these to-do lists and, you know, like, have you ever sat down and you wrote a list for the day and then at the end of the day, only like one or two things got done? It's because like we set too many goals. We set too many expectations because we, what is it? We overestimate how much time something actually takes or no, sorry, we underestimate. We underestimate how much time something actually takes. So you know, let's say you put like five things on your to-do list for the day. You might overestimate the fact that two of those things take twice as long as what you, like the time you actually allot for it. And so because of that, you know, now we're setting in like bringing this back to business because of that, I see people often set these smart goals. And while in theory, yes, it matches the criteria of a smart goal. It's really actually not realistic. Right. Um, or I think the smart and I think the R and, um, the smart goal is actually relevant, which I mean, whatever. Anyway, um, the, the key here I want you to think about is that instead of setting a smart goal, I would actually encourage you to set a realistic goal. Like what is something that you truly desire, you, you have the capacity for in this season of your life and business and start there, right? So I've been talking about how lately I've been in a season of ungoaling and I don't really set goals, but I set an intention. I said, I talked about this in my last episode, so you can go back and kind of listen to it there. And I've, I've said it in several episodes about me like ungoaling. And, um, and so I set these timelines or sorry, I set these intentions and I don't set a timeline. What I do is I trust that whatever desire I have, whatever intention I'm setting, it's going to be blessed and it's going to come into fruition if I stay partnered with the God and if I just show up obediently and just execute what I already have been doing, right? I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm not trying to change a bunch of things. I'm literally just, okay, here's the intention. Here's what I desire. Okay. It, it, does this require me show up more? Okay, I'm going to show up more in the areas that I know are already working, right? So um, as much as I love YouTube and wanting a YouTube channel, I'm not going to necessarily split myself off and focus on YouTube right now because I know that podcasting is what works for me, right? For you, it may be different, right? Maybe blogging works for you, maybe a podcast. I mean, maybe um, you know YouTube or whatever works for you, right? You will know what it is that you need to do based off of your unique strategy and where you are in your business. But um, something that I see people do a lot is that you set a goal and then you just like try to create a strategy from scratch, right? 
that's unrealistic, right? Like it's not realistic that you're going to hit this goal by starting from scratch and doing something. And I see people do this time and time again, right? So instead, what I want to encourage you to do is set an intention, right? Don't put the timeline on it. And I know that might be a little bit hard to do, but like remove the timeline because when we put a timeline on something, one thing that I learned, um, and this is like a, a, um, it's not sales psychology. Um, it's a neurological thing, right? Like our brains will fill the time. So if you say it's going to take you one month to do something, your brain is going to take that literally. And it's going to like thing like evidence and just the way that you work, everything will make it to where it's going to take you that full amount of time to actually do it. The problem with that is that what if God wanted you to hit that goal in two weeks, right? So now you're literally working in opposition of the Holy Spirit that should be guiding you. Now, I know that sounds like super like, where are we going? But I want you to trust me on this. Like, I want you to trust me and just know that God's timeline and our timeline, it really like how we perceive time is two different things. Like, I believe there's a scripture that says like one day with God is literally a thousand years, right? So it's like our timeline is greatly off if that is the case, right? So I just want you to humor me with this and I want you to just think to yourself when it comes to timelines, like what if the timeline that you're setting is longer than the timeline that God actually has for you? And you're basically sabotaging the entire process by trying to set hard, rigid timelines for things, right? Because now you're causing things to take much longer than they actually need to, or you're trying to do things faster and you're not actually prepared. So this happens to people who, um, and we see it happen all the time where somebody like scales really quickly and then they get a bunch of bad press, like a bunch of bad reviews, a bunch of bad everything because their business didn't have systems in place and all that kind of stuff. I actually experienced this not in my own business, but um, I I found this woman. She was like scaling really quickly and I joined her program and literally, I, I don't know if she forgot about me or what happened, but long story short, I invested this money and I, I eventually got like some, like she did something different, but like I never actually got access to the program. I wasn't part of the program and everything. And I was just like, dang, like what happened? And it was because like she scaled beyond um, the timeline that she was actually prepared for. And she had to do this whole apology and refund people like thousands and thousands of dollars. Like it was a huge, um, it was a huge L that she took. Uh, but in my mind, I always think of it in terms of like, dang, you know, did she like work outside of what God was calling her to in that season, right? And it was a lesson she had to learn. I'm sure she learned it. And I, I'm sure it really sucked probably in the moment. But anyway, just going back to this whole timeline thing, let me get back on track. But um, when we're when we're talking about the the goals, right, and me being in the season of ungoaling, I want to encourage you also to maybe just like remove the timeline from yourself because that might also be what is keeping you or what is causing you to one run out of, run out of momentum, but two to really like find yourself not consistently hitting your goals, right? Because you're just like so um, stuck on it happening according to a specific plan when there's a bigger plan out there for your goal. So anyway. I want to talk, like, answer a question about, like, how do I set my goals, right? So I just said that I'm ungoaling and that I set an intention and that I trust, like, you know, that God is going to, like, just happen the way it's going to happen. But I, I think I can, like, add a little bit more context to this. So when I set my intention, I give my request to God. I give my intention to God, like, okay, God, this is the intention I want. So, like, for example, one of my big intentions for this year is that I want to um, I want to rebuild my community. So if you've been following me from like the OG, she's a creative days, you know that 
community was like the number one thing to me. I had built a Facebook group of, I think like 3000 plus people. Um, I was having like in-person events and in-person meetups. Like it was just like community was like a really big thing for me. And at first this year, I was going to set a goal of a certain number. And the number is still like floating in the back of my brain, but I'm not like, I'm not hyper fixating on the number. Right. So the only reason why I just thought about the number is because like, I just thought about it, but, um, and to, to prove my point, but, um, there was a number, but I'm not focusing on the number. I'm really focusing about the purpose and the intention of, I want to rebuild the community. And there's an energy behind what I mean by this. So the energy is that not saying that I want to, um, I want it to be exactly like what I started with, but I just want to rebuild the energy of the community that I started in 2018 or 2019. One of I think it was 2019. Um, so that is like the intention I've said, right? So that that is the intention. There is no timeline, right? Even though I said this year, it's only because I set the goal at the beginning of the year. Uh, but the timeline doesn't have actually have to happen this year. It's just the goal for the company is that I want to rebuild the community. So if it takes two years to happen, that's fine. If it takes four months to happen, that's that's fine too, right? Like it, the timeline doesn't really matter to me. It's the intention that I want to rebuild the community and that there's a certain energy that I want the community to have. Um, I also haven't clarified or it hasn't been revealed to me, I guess, what community I'm talking about, right? Is it my free community? Is it, you know, the paid membership? Like I don't really, I haven't really even thought about that piece. And I just realized I hadn't thought about it when I just said it. Um, but I, I, I get a lot of questions sometimes about things I say on the podcast. So I want to go ahead and answer that before it happens. <laughs> but I, I'm not clear on that piece yet, but like the intention is there, like whichever community is what's grown, like that's where I will be grateful for. And I'll be happy about that, but there's no timeline. Right. So I give this, I gave this request to God and then I got to work, right? Like I literally move, I've, I've moved on like it has already happened. Like I've already accomplished the goal because I know that God would not have given me this desire or this goal if it wasn't already for me. So I already know that the goal is for me to have this because literally our desires don't come from nowhere, right? Like I, I, at least I don't believe that my desires come from just thin air, right? Like the desire was placed in me for some kind of reason. I am being called or drawn to stewarding a community for some reason, right? So same with you, right? Like even if it's a money goal, like there's a reason why you feel called to this goal. I mean, whatever your money goal is, what is 10% of that? Like, just think to yourself, the reason why God gave me, gave me this desire is because he wants me to tithe 10% of this, right? Like, when I think about my revenue goals, my first thought is like, dang, God gave me this revenue goal because he wants me to tithe 10% of this. Or there's going to be something that happens and I'm supposed to offer an even larger portion of this, right? Or whatever the situation may be, right? So there's a reason why you were given the desire or given the goal. So... Once you have it, you give that up to God and then you get to work. You act like, or let me say this, I act like I already have accomplished this goal. So whatever actions and things I need to do, that's what I focus on, right? So right now I have a couple of ideas in the works on things that I need to be doing for the community. And even though I don't have necessarily the community that, or I'm sorry, since I know the intention hasn't been fulfilled, I don't have the community necessarily that I have the feeling that I'm supposed to be building for, they might not be there yet, but I know that these are things that they need. So I'm going to go ahead and already put these things in place and they will come. And I know like a lot of people say like, oh, build it and they will come is not a good strategy, but it really is when your goals are in alignment with what God has for you. Right. And I want to be very clear in what I'm saying. 
when you are operating in alignment, you will be building things and it will come. Think about Noah building the ark, right? The, 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 the flood had not happened yet. The, the animals weren't even there yet, right? God told him to build the ark and what came? The animals came, then the flood came, right? So build it and they will come. It's an actual thing, right? When you think about Joseph, right? Joseph was, build, was building um, personally, right? So as a human, he was building before the opportunity came where he saved Egypt and saved his, his family, right? So I truly believe there are plenty of examples where build it and they will come is actually a biblical, like it's been um, proven or uh, it's been, what am I trying to say? It's been showcased is an example. I can't, I don't know what word it is, but like we see it in the Bible. Oh, we see it reflected. That's what I'm trying to say. We see it reflected in common biblical stories or um, I don't want to call them stories, but like common common biblical uh, experiences that are shown, right? We see these things happen there. And I truly believe that that's, that's been my call in life of, okay, Kay, you're going to build this thing and people will come. And I feel the same way about our goals when we're really in alignment with what God has for us in our companies. A lot of times you're going to be building the thing before the people actually come for you to serve, right? And that's that's a good thing. Like That's not a bad thing, right? Start building the thing and the people will come and they will show you if you're in the right direction, if there's something you need to change, if there's a better way to do it, right? Like this membership that I've built, that I've rebuilt now, um, I built it. The people came and now I am fine tuning it, right? Because they have come, right? But I've, I built the thing so that they can actually come and embrace the thing, right? So when it comes to your goals, or like, I guess my process, since that's what you asked me, my goal is give the request um, to God and then I get to work, right? I, like I already have the goal and I just keep it moving from there, right? The goal will happen when it's going to happen. Now, here's the other key that I want to say to this. The goal has to be truly my desire, right? Like it has to be something that I truly want. And what I mean by this is like, I've desired things before based on like what I saw other people have and not based on me. And those things are never blessed because I don't actually want it. And so it might be me like coveting someone or desiring what somebody else has. That's the same thing, right? Um, But the truth is that like God has better and a greater plan and goal specifically for me. And the same thing for you. Like there's something bigger and greater than what somebody else is, like what you see other people doing that's specifically for you. So you have to embrace that. You have to like be able to really um, discern for yourself what is truly your goal and what is you looking on somebody else's paper, right? So I want you to spend some time really asking yourself what Taryn uh, said in episode 274. So Taryn said, you know, uh, when it comes to like your goals and stuff, do I really want this goal or am I being influenced, right? So like spend some time really asking yourself when you look at your goals, do I really want this or am I being influenced? Am I being influenced by somebody that's around me or things that I see on social media or things that Kay says on the podcast, right? Like maybe I'm saying something, you're like, girl, you're like taking me off track and that's okay. Mute me, pause me or something. You know, if I'm like causing you to like think that you should be going for something that you shouldn't be or that you, that's not for you right now. Right. But I want you to ask yourself that question and I want you to realign your goals accordingly. Right. And be willing to let that goal go. Um, And what I mean is like, let go of how it's going to happen and just start building in that direction. Like start building in the direction that you feel led to build in and build as if you already have that goal. And I used to think that like, oh man, like people are really delusional to like, you know, or, or not delusional, but like I used to have like this weird feeling about the whole fake it till you make it. But I truly believe that it's not faking it until you make it if you are 
truly just living in alignment with what you're called to do, right? And what you feel led to do. Like, that's not faking it until you make it. That's just, for me, that's just living in obedience, right? Me building the community and building the things that I feel like God is leading me to build based off of my goals. Like, that's not me faking it till I make it. That's me just doing what I'm called to do in this season. And that's okay, right? So I really want to encourage you, like, just let the goal, like, let go of the how and just start working in the direction that you feel led and pulled to work in in order to reach that intention or that goal that you're trying to set. So far, like, and I've been saying this, like, I am definitely in a season of ungoaling, but this year I did set four areas where I wanted to see some sort of transformation happen for me. So even though like, and, and I'm saying this year, but there's a caveat that it does not have to happen like in this time-bound season of December 31st. But I have set actually a feeling that I wanted to have in these four areas by the end of the year. And then once I once I like decided on it, then I was like, okay, these are the feelings that I want. What are some things that I can do in each area to get me to that feeling? So like some feelings that I wrote for this year are like faithful, less plain, less pain, um, neutral. I want to feel confident and I want to feel creative. So then I would write things to get me to those feelings. So like one of the... Oops. Oh man, this strategy Saturday is a long one. But anyway, um, so how like things that I wrote down to like reach these three feelings or these different feelings are like moving my body, you know, every third day. So that can include things like walks, going to the park, different activities with the kids. Like I really like gave myself a lot of room around this. Um, praying before I get on a call or record content. So like something that I do now, which I've already I've always prayed before calls, but um, I really am being like more intentional about praying for like the people that show up on the call. And even sometimes I will pray right on the call and then praying before I record content or create content. I didn't used to do this, but now literally every time I go to create a piece of content, I pray before that. And that's just like a hard thing for me because I really wanted, you know, that feeling of being more faithful. And it's really, it's caused me to be really mindful of the content that I create. This is like a little side tangent that I'm just going to go on because we're already past the time that I wanted this episode to be anyway. But, um, Something for me that I noticed is that when I was looking at some of my content that I had previously been creating, I noticed that there was like, not an undertone, but like there was a little bit of sassiness that bordered on, it wasn't Mean Girl because I don't do Mean Girl content, but it bordered on like, just doing the most. And I just, I was like, oh, I really don't want to create content from that space. Right. So, um, so because of that, like praying before my, like creating content has been like just a really, really good thing for me in the season. Right. And it's really also encouraged me and emboldened me to speak more about faith and, and weave that into my content. Some people will like it. Some won't that's okay, right? Um, Because my feeling for this year or my feeling that I want going forward is that I want to be more faithful in my speech. And you know what? It wasn't that my content was sassy. It was just that my content lacked the depth that I wanted to bring into it. And that depth, that, that gap was that I wasn't bringing my faith into it the way that I wanted to. So let me clarify that because it wasn't that I was being sassy because I'm still going to be a little sassy vibe. Okay. But, um, but I wanted to, I, I think the gap for me was that it wasn't, um, I wasn't going in depth with my faith or with speaking on God, speaking on Jesus, like I wanted to. So praying before creating content has really helped shift my lens in how I'm creating content and what I'm actually saying in my content and just making sure that I'm measuring everything by the spirit. So 
clear clear that up. And then like another thing that I wrote down to do is to take less clients or to only take clients that fall within specific industries. Now this at first, I was like, when I first said this was going to be one of the things I do, I was actually a little nervous about this and I was nervous that it was going to do like more harm than good. But what I actually realized is that by getting like even more clear on like the industry that I would work with or like just taking on less clients it has allowed me to be a lot more creative which is something that I'm excited about and creative was one of the feelings that I wanted for this year so that's how I set my goals this year set my intention started to work in that direction um setting feelings right setting feelings and then writing things that would allow me to feel that feeling I know that this sounds like a little well I know that this doesn't feel maybe as tactical or as like strategy based but I'm 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 shifting into a season of divine strategy. I've talked about this a long, long, long time ago. I don't even know what podcast episode this is. It's probably like somewhere in the hundreds or maybe even like before I hit a hundred. But I talked, I did an episode about divine strategy somewhere. And I realized that I am in a season of divine strategy, not um worldly strategy. But I don't mean that worldly strategy is a bad thing, right? So I don't want you to take this as the strategy of the world is a bad thing. Um I just think that the game that I'm playing, which I hate to call it a game, but like the, the, um, cause it's not a game, but the, the lane that I'm riding in, I don't know how to explain this, but right now I am working through a divine strategy right now. And so that's why like my approach to this is a little bit different. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope this doesn't make anybody feel bad because I don't want you to feel bad if you are not following this type of strategy. This is just what's working for me. And I just want to answer the question as honestly as possible. All right. So that's how I set my goals this year. And um, truthfully, I don't think about my goals too much. Um, I don't measure them too much right now because again, I'm trusting that what's for me, it's not going to pass me by. And I'm just paying attention for opportunities to uh, live out what I feel called to do in this season. So I want to go ahead and shift to the last part of your question about like you feel like you either run out of momentum or you just constantly or consistently don't hit your goals. I truly believe that this happens because we over goal and I kind of mentioned this already, but by setting too many goals or setting a timeline that is unrealistic, uh, a lot of times that's when you will see that you run out of momentum or that you're just not hitting your goals at all. And so this happens. I see this happen a lot like I said, when we overgoal or when we set, um, when we set like an unrealistic timeline, what happens is that you start to feel emotionally exhausted and it basically triggers a fight or flight. And most of the time when you experience a fight or flight, especially as moms, I find that we choose flight and we give up because our brain doesn't trust us to hit the goal. And I'm saying, especially as moms, only because one, I've worked with hundreds of moms in the last couple of years. Uh, but also I just, I know that as moms, we have so much that's already emotionally draining us that when it comes to our businesses, our business really gets like the end of the end of our energy. And so when that happens, we choose flight. And then basically, basically we reinforce to our brain that we don't hit goals. Okay. So this is a trickling effect right? The more you don't hit your goals, the more you reinforce to your brain that you are someone that doesn't hit your goals. And so the cycle just keeps going and going because you're emotionally exhausted. You, you know, hit that fight or flight, you flight, then you don't hit the goal. And like, it just keeps the cycle going over and over and over again about you not hitting your goals. So because of this, I I feel like this is another reason why my goal strategy works really well, because 
I can expand on a feeling, right? Like when my goal is attached to a feeling or intention, remember I said at the beginning, the community, like building the community, rebuilding the community is my intention. But I said also that there was a feeling, like there's a feeling, there's a, there's a culture that I'm trying to create. That is different than setting a goal of, oh, I need 500 people in the member in the community, right? Because if I set this hard goal, it becomes a very black or white thing. And it, and it allows my brain to say, oh, okay, either she hit the goal or she didn't, right? That is very rigid. And if I don't hit the goal, what is my brain doing? It's confirming, oh, she doesn't hit her goals, right? So here I am in this negative thought spiral, right? It's just, it's just a spiral that just takes me out, right? Um, or I can say, you know what? I want to build a community. I want to rebuild the community. And this is the feeling, this is the vibe that I'm going for with the community. Well, now my brain, like I- I'm giving myself more flexibility. I'm, I'm eased up, right? Like my brain is able to say, oh, okay. So we're trying to have this feeling, right? Like this is the vibe we're going for. So my brain now is able to think about things as, oh, we're in progress towards this thing, right? There is no black and white to this. We're in progress towards this emotion, towards this feeling. And now my brain can think beyond you hit it or you didn't, right? My brain can really expand on the feeling and expand on, okay, are we in progress towards this feeling? Or do we feel like this right now, right? Like where are we in the spectrum, right? So it gives you more room to to be on a spectrum of success, and so that's what I really like about this, this goal strategy that I'm kind of like embodying right now. So I just want to encourage you, like if you feel like you're running out of momentum or you're just like not hitting your goals, ease up, like ease up on your goal setting, give it a break. Um, we just did a workshop actually inside the membership where I deep dived into like realigning your goals. So come hang out with us over there and like we can reimagine what your goals look like on a call. I'm going to start doing monthly office hours so you can come in and ask questions and stuff like that. And we can really just kind of reimagine what your goals look like. But I, I did all this basically to say like, you might just need to ease up, like just ease up or relax. Don't set such harsh goals on yourself. Ease up on your timelines. I talked about that in the last episode, so go listen to that. Um, but really consider like just giving yourself a break and just maybe moving into a season where you're like, you know what? I'm going to set an intention. I'm going to set a feeling and I'm just going to like do things that I feel like will move me closer to that. And if it works, it works. If it just gives your your brain a chance to kind of chill out and not hyper focus on how things are going to happen or if you're, you know, on the right track, let give your give your brain that break, right? As moms, we juggle so much and we're holding on to so much emotionally and it can be really hard to separate ourselves from, from the company. And this is one of the biggest things that I am constantly having to coach on, the fact that like you are not your company. Um, but sometimes it can still be hard, right? To not tie your identity to things that are happening in your company, to not look and see what other people are doing and feel like, dang, like I am just not there yet, right? And that's okay. You're you're not wrong. You're not bad. You're not behind. And yes, you may feel like you're losing momentum. Yes, you may feel like, and maybe you are experiencing that you're not consistently hitting your goals, but it also might be, mama, you just need a break. <laughs> like You just need a second to acknowledge that you are exactly where you need to be and you're already doing such a important job in keeping your tiny humans alive, right? And keeping the house itself flowing and, and, and working, right? And uh, I, I said this in the last episode, I think, and I'm gonna say it again. I recognize that money is definitely an important thing. Like it's something that we need, right? And I don't wanna shy away from the fact that like, okay, 
but I still need to make money, right? Like the goal of this business is still to be profitable, right? The, the, the goal is that this business needs to make money. And I'm not negating that. But what I am saying is that sometimes we need to ease up because when we set such tight, rigid goals and then you don't hit them, you really are reinforcing to your brain that you don't hit goals, right? And because of that, you start to create a lot of mental blocks that will keep you from actually making any money. And I talk about this when I talk a lot about like sales psychology. Sales psychology is a two-way, two-way street because if you are so like focused on making money and like, oh, I need to make this amount of money or whatever like that, that energy will translate over when you are selling and buyers will not buy, right? This is why you have to clean up your energy and really like detach yourself, right? I know people say detach from the outcome. You really got to figure out how to do that because if not, you will constantly find yourself in a cycle of not hitting a revenue goal, right? So this is why I'm saying ease up on the goal, right? Ease up, make the goal lower, right? Like you can, like if, if, if doing my strategy is not like something that you can really afford to do right now, just lower the goal, right? Instead of saying, I want to make 5,000 this month, drop it to three, right? Like drop it to three, like just give yourself a little bit more space to breathe and to like mentally get on board with where you need to be, right? This whole strategy that I'm doing and and how I set goals honestly allows me to be able to sell with the utmost confidence and without feeling like every single person I talk to has to buy or I'm going to be in a bad spot, right? Like if, if that's the energy you're in, if you're in the energy of every single person you talk to needs to buy, or if somebody says, no, not right now, it's messed up your day, you got you got to do some real soul searching with your goal, right? You really got to do some real realignment right there because it's not helping you, right? Like the thoughts that you're telling yourself is not helping you. All right, my toddler is waking up, so I got to go. I hope this episode helps you. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Okay, boo-boo, you cannot lay on the baby. You can't lay on the baby. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know you loved it, so go ahead and leave a five-star review. Make sure to share this episode and tag me at Moms Do Business Different and at Mrs. K. Hillman so Ayantha knows it's real. May you walk in your purpose and calling every single day to steward the life and business that God has called you to. Until next time, let's get this money.